welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is September the 25th, and I have Scott Patty here for a Words of Grace podcast. Again. Again. Who else, who else have you had here? I haven't had anybody. <laughs> just you. Um, yeah, it's always me. Are you telling me we need to get another voice in here? No, I'm just. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, it's always me. I know. You. I always want. I always, as I'm doing the introduction, I'm like, is there another way I can do this? Because it's the same thing no, every it's time. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Hello, Justin. Hello. How are we doing? We're in the last week of September. Can you Unbelievable. Believe? I know. We're about to be in October. We are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a full weekend. I want to talk about mainly, you know, we talk about the sermon here on the podcast. We had a girls retreat this yeah. past weekend, mm-hmm. which I've heard people were wearing shirts all over the place on Sunday. Because yeah. usually when we have a retreat, uh, they do that. So Savannah, who's our director uh, uh, over middle school and, and disciples girls in the youth group, she's uh, on staff and she was helping to lead that retreat and yeah. heard it just went great. Yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Whenever there's a youth event, they, they have T-shirts. Yeah. We need to get some. <laughs> we need to get some Sunday T-shirts. We need to get some adult church or something. We just yeah, all need every um, week have a different shirt. Yeah, or just just have one that we wear every week. Will you preach in a T-shirt if we do that? No, no. <laughs> well, you not, know, I thought not going to happen. Thought I'd ask. You not know? happening. Let's yeah. move on. Not going to do that. <laughs> that's right. Great. Yeah, we had a great, great retreat mm-hmm. over the weekend and a great day yesterday. Great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had a full day. A lot of people <clears throat> were here on Sunday, and uh, we were back in Isaiah, and we. We're starting in Isaiah chapter nine, verse eight, I believe, and going through yeah. ten thirty-four. You only read, you know, kind of the last section of that. Uh-huh. Um, but if you would, uh, let's start with like we normally do, just giving a little bit of a recap uh, of where you were in Isaiah, kind of what you were focusing on in that text, yeah. and give us a little overview. Well, there were three three sections to that yeah. text, and again, I think I mentioned last week, uh, certainly in the sermon mm-hmm. last week, um, that finding finding the beginning and ending of these passages and trying to group things together to understand what Isaiah was communicating, but also understand how to present them in a yeah. sermon can, can be a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure all that out. And sometimes it's easier to see. Yeah. Clearly the subject changes. Clearly the, the, the pronouncement changes in some right. way. And so anyway, we, we, uh, I went with this past yesterday, I went with chapter 9, verse 8, through the end of chapter 10. And in there, there are three things that are going on. Uh, the first one is the Lord is pronouncing a judgment through Isaiah on the nation of Israel for their right. sin. And he mentions four sins there, and those are very clearly delineated by the same phrase every time. Uh, for all this, still his anger was not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. So the point being, God's gonna, he's disciplining his people because they won't repent. Right, and he continues to do so. So Israel, uh, they're they're disciplined for four main categories of mm-hmm. their going astray from God, and then it shifts just a bit in middle of chapter ten, or right into chapter ten. Uh, woe to Assyria! So now yeah. that's the second thing he's he's uh, pronouncing judgment on Assyria, which is the nation that conquered Israel mm-hmm. and is moving toward, will eventually move toward Judah and Jerusalem, move mm-hmm. into Judah and toward Jerusalem. So God's pronouncing judgment for their arrogance and their pride. He used them to discipline, but but their intention was to tear down and, and, and to destroy. Mm-hmm. He judges them. But then the third section in this, uh, in this longer passage 
is the prophecy that a remnant will be kept and will mm. return. And the yeah. Lord will keep and return a remnant of his people mm. um, uh, to carry on his work right. with. So three main categories, yeah. two judgments, Israel, Assyria. The Israel judgment was a discipline. The Assyrian judgment was a judgment. Um, uh, and then um, God will keep a remnant. So what I, go, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Well, what I tried to do is, is make the statement that it's it's helpful if we try to ask the question what what do the ways of God reveal about mm. God in terms of His character and mm. and what He is like yeah and so that so that we can eventually come to know God because I think sometimes we focus on the events and circumstances and the people yeah. to the point that we might miss just what God is revealing about yeah. Himself yeah and that's that's kind of where I want to start uh, or the first question I want to talk about. Uh, we were talking before this, and I felt like uh, the way you framed it up, because you framed it up in those those three circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, Israel, Assyria, and the remnant, and you framed it in this way. The first one is that God is holy, uh-huh. then God is sovereign when talking about Assyria, uh-huh. and then God is gracious when looking at the remnant. Mm-hmm. And I found that very helpful to me, because as I was hearing you preach this sermon, I was able to step back and even take that framework I'm reading through the Old Testament right now, just even taking that framework into, because like you said, sometimes you can hone in on the character traits of the people, Mm -hmm. or you can hone in on the circumstances and get lost in who God is. in the. So if you just kind of flesh this out, how how does that help us as we read, especially the Old Testament? I feel like, maybe not uncommon, maybe you have conversations with people, sometimes when people read the Old Testament, they can get a feeling that, wow, God, you seem real harsh, or you know, like you said, they get really weighed down in these details of the yeah. circumstances uh-huh. and miss God. So kind of talk about this a little more. How does this help us, the framework of seeing God, help us read the Old Testament, but even the whole Bible? Yeah. Um, the way I have come to approach the Old Testament and the whole Bible, but we're, we're in the Old Testament, is to ask the, that basic question, what is God revealing about himself? Mm-hmm. And that takes some thought right? because he doesn't say, okay, in this situation, I'm going to right. reveal this about myself. Right. You have to read it and work with it and think it through right. and, then, and then ask that basic question, what is unchanging about God's character mm-hmm. and, um, and the way God works with people? Yeah. that I'm to glean, that we're to glean from what's happening here or from the people here. Yeah. Um, and then we can also ask, what is it about human beings that is being revealed? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, you know, you and I talked, you and I have talked before about the book of Judges. Right. And it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awful things happen in the mm-hmm. book of Judges. And one way to, to look at that is say, these people were awful. Yeah, that is. Aren't they awful? Right. Um, and then I, I would never do that. And why did they do that? You know, instead of backing up and saying, "Well, what's happening in Judges is something about humans is being revealed," mm-hmm. and that is when we do what is right in our own eyes, we will eventually go down awful paths. Right. So see something higher than just wow, they did a bad thing. Right. Something about our natures being revealed, and so that's that's a good way to I think read the Bible. Yeah, what is being revealed about God, mm-hmm. and what is re- being revealed about human nature, mm-hmm. and you can ask these higher questions um, 
so that you don't just focus on one event and one activity and mm-hmm. think, I don't get why that happened yeah. and I don't get why that's there. Yeah. So that's that's what I tried to do. And, and um, if we could um, go back to where we were on Sunday, um, when God disciplined his people, mm-hmm. he said to them, eventually I'm going to keep bring a remnant back, a, a faithful people back who will lean on the Holy One of Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, what is happening there? Uh, God is revealing himself as holy. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned on Sunday, if you read the reason that God gave the Old Testament laws in, mm-hmm. in the books of the law is because God was holy. Right. Okay, so we need to come to grips with that. Yeah. What did Isaiah say about uh, that he saw in his vision? Holy, holy, holy is the mm-hmm. Lord God of hosts. So God is holy. Mm-hmm. That way we don't just say, well, you know, um, these people messed up and God got mad at them and, you know, they, they got in a fight and, you know, now we need a gracious God. Now we need to get to the God of the New Testament because that's usually what, no, 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 no. Same God, Old Testament, New yeah. Testament. And uh, then, so then we went on to Assyria. Yeah. You could see several things in, in the way God uh, worked with Assyria. But in this particular passage, hmm. it actually says that at one point, um, Assyria was the axe in God's hand, the yeah. tool in God's hand right. to do his discipline of, of Israel. And then it goes on to say that God is going to use an axe to cut down Assyria. Mm-hmm. So what is happening? God is showing himself to be sovereign yeah. over all, even mm-hmm. evil nations. This is something too. People, what, what's revealed here is that God is sovereign over all because people don't even have to acknowledge God. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to be used by God. God decides who he's going to use. Yeah. Say, oh, that, that didn't seem right. I mean, Assyria didn't, Assyria didn't know that they were being a tool of God. It doesn't matter. Yeah. God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And so now we're understanding something about God's nature. He's holy yeah. and he's sovereign. Yeah. And he's, that, that means he's pure and perfect mm-hmm. in all of his ways, but he also is powerful. Yeah. Well, then we go on to his graciousness. Yeah. So what... God's going to save a remnant. Well, let's talk about those remnant. They were really great, weren't they? It's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point's not about the remnant. The point is God and His grace. What does it reveal about yeah. God? That He's gracious. Yeah. You see how this comes together, and then yeah. you get a proper understanding of, of who God is. So yeah. you don't walk away going, you know, God's just angry all the time. Yeah. Nope. you gotta you got to put it in its you context. you press in you a get, little further. That's right. Or, um, or people. You know, just the, the Bible's all about, you know, how people just mess up God's plans. Mm-hmm. No, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. Another thing about the Old Testament is yeah. to understand that, that, that God never intended, God never thought that the people of the Old Testament were going to be perfect. Right. He told them that they weren't going to be able to yeah. obey. That's why he was going to create a new covenant. Right. Make a new covenant. Because the Old Testament is always pointing to God's ultimate salvation, which is in Christ. Yes, it's longing for a Messiah. All right, I've said a lot, but I think the way I would sum it up is just to say, when we read the Old Testament, very often what we do is we read about a person and we say, oh, how am I supposed to be like that person? Or how am I not supposed to be like that person? Yeah. I guess you can learn some of that, um, you know, at some point, but that's not really the main point. Right. The main point, what is, the main point is, what is God revealing about himself? Yeah. Uh, King David. Yeah. He sinned. Yeah. Grievously. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Oh, I don't want to sin like David. 
Or uh, was David sin that bad? Well, we're focusing on the wrong place at the beginning. Yeah. The point is, God rebuked him yeah. because God is holy. Yeah. But God also spared him and yeah. brought him to repentance and faith. Yeah. Because God is gracious. And God restored him. And God restores. Yeah. And that's 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 a good way to read the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, that's helpful. And even in like I felt like as you were preaching, especially when you got to Assyria. I think sometimes even when you going back to what we think sometimes when you read the Old Testament is, God, you're letting these bad people be used by you and get off the hook. But it was so good to see that no God's holiness is still at play. That's right. It's like yeah, I'm going to sovereignly use you, but you're going to be judged. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just I thought it was helpful to see all that at play on Sunday. Yeah. Of that God wasn't changing from one place to another. Wasn't saying. Well, Israel, you've got to you got to keep me as holy and remember that I am holy and mm -hmm. honor me that way. But Assyria, you get off the hook. It was right. like, nope, like Assyria is going to be judged. That's right. Um, so I just thought that was it was really helpful, and mm -hmm. I think it was helpful even going back to seeing why it's important for Israel and anyone to acknowledge that God is holy and mm -hmm. and and what's at stake there mm -hmm. and that's that, important that uh, that's that fundamental truth of the holiness of God is what is what drives us to seek and look for a savior mm -hmm. and let's take the graciousness of God you know we we have already and we will continue to see in the book of Isaiah evidence that God's grace extends beyond Israel to the nations mm -hmm. right it's great we're going to see that the nations mm -hmm. are going to gather yeah as God gathers them mm-hmm so you see God's holiness and His sovereignty and His grace are always in operation. Yeah. It's not like one day He's holy, one day He's sovereign, one day He's gracious. Yeah. God is God, and He is yeah. all of what He is all the time. Yeah. And so it's all in operation, and, and God, because only, as only God can, because He is holy yeah. and sovereign yeah. <laughs> and gracious, yeah. works toward His plan of redemption yeah. of people whom He calls out. By grace yeah. through faith, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna see that in Isaiah. Yeah. Anyway, the main point again, back to the main point is, it's good to always ask and to be clear to think through so that we land where we're supposed to. What is God revealing about Himself mm -hmm. in people, the way He works in the lives of people, in events, circumstances, the trajectory of the whole story, the whole mm -hmm. plan? What is God revealing about Himself? Yeah. So that's what we, we tried to do. Yeah. Well, that's helpful. And I've got, you know, one more question from the sermon uh, that maybe we can pull out to end our time here. But when you were talking at the very first section mm -hmm. about um, Israel's judgment mm -hmm. and you talked about how they had pride and they had persistent sin. Mm -hmm. and, and in that, you, you kind of even began to talk about the effects of their persistent sin and pride. You talked about how they didn't care for the needy. Mm -hmm. um, they actually were abusing the needy. Um, and then you even talked about how they were fighting against one another mm -hmm. and they weren't community that was supposed to be beneficial had mm -hmm. stopped to be beneficial. And mm -hmm. you said in your sermon that when we have these persistent sins and pride, that we should be fleeing from that, turning to God and turning to one another for help. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So okay. as you think about community, you know, we never want to be a place where we elevate community above the Lord, but community is still very important yeah. to help us when we are sinning and when we are prideful. So could you share a little bit of how you see community helping us in these areas where we may struggle? Again, not elevating it above God, but yeah. man, it still does seem in the Bible that it's very important. Okay. Well, I think you're using the word community to mean 
our life together as right. God's people. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, in that in that regard, yes, I would say. Well, that's and you raised a good point there. We don't we don't elevate community beyond where it needs to be. I think that's important. So yeah. we're, we're going to try to tackle two things if I, if my yeah, brain can good. do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that needs to be addressed, first of all. Yes, I think in the name of community, if I could put that around, with quotation yeah. marks around that, in the name of community, meaning um, let's all have a great relationship together mm-hmm. and be encouraging toward one another, we might not be pursuing God. Right. Uh, we, might, we might avoid anything that might be hard in a community like, or in a relationship like like an exhortation to follow Christ yeah. or a, corre- a word of correction uh, or, or, you know, dealing together with some untruth or some bad attitude, yeah. uh, you know, some harm, something that harms our love. And, but we would say, Oh, but we got, but we got, we're in community and we got to protect the community. Well, we got to be careful yeah, yeah. because uh, the kind of quote community that Jesus wants us to be in is the kind of relationship together where we're all helping each other pursue the Lord. Good. Okay. And uh, now, I what think, you're saying, I think, is if you if you begin to elevate community before God, then that'll cease to potentially happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's this this word community, which is yep. good and it's fine. Right. But what is it, first of all? Yeah. And define it. Let's define it clearly that it is it is our our life together in Christ, helping mm-hmm. us to pursue God. Okay. Um. And yeah. So as long as we're square on that, then mm. then I think we'll keep it straight. If not, then community becomes this sort of vague thing that's like almost like, well, it doesn't have to be centered around Christ and pursuing God's goals at all. It's just as long as we're getting along, mm-hmm. we're in community. Well, I can do that in any in any environment, mm-hmm. and we that that's not the goal of right, the church. Right. Um, but now, what was your original question? Oh, why do we need? Well, how does it, how is it helpful in regards to what Israel was struggling with? Yes, we may struggle with it too today, like yeah. pride and mm-hmm. persistence. And mm-hmm. how can a community be helpful if it's positioned the way you just mentioned? Okay, right? so so in um, in uh, chapter um, nine of of Isaiah, uh, he says that uh, um, um, Ephraim and Manasseh were turning on each other, and mm-hmm. then they together turned on Judah. Well, what's happening there? What's happening there is that you have the tribes of Israel who were supposed to be uh, living in the promised land mm-hmm. uh, under the rule and reign of God and being a light to the nations. <laughs> but what instead, what they were doing is they were, they were turning their hearts away from God and they were, they were going after to the other nations to be like the other nations and in the process of that, they turned on each other and started fighting. Yeah. And they were, he says, they were devouring one another. Mm. Uh, you know, the very fact that there's a northern kingdom called Israel and a southern kingdom called Judah is a problem. Right. Uh, they are supposed to be one people. Yeah. And in being one, they were supposed to help each other stay faithful to the Lord. Yeah. So we need the church. We need Christians to help us stay faithful to the Lord. Yeah, that is the, the, again. That's the proper role of so-called community. Yeah, it's it's not just to give us a social environment. Right. It's to help us stay true to Christ mm-hmm. and to follow after Christ. Yeah. Uh, and not devour one another. 
um, I believe it's Paul in Galatians who says, be careful that you don't devour one another. Um, I, I, I picture Jesus with the disciples and they're lagging behind or he's somewhere around them. They don't know he's able to hear and they're arguing with each other over who's the greatest. And then he asks them that night, what were you talking about while we were traveling down the road? They'd started to turn on each other. Mm-hmm. And Christ, true Christian community is needed because we need to help each other yep. stay true to stay true to the Lord and not turn on each other in our, um, you know, selfish ambition as, uh, as James calls it, yeah. uh, our, our empty conceit, our selfish ambition, mm-hmm. our fleshly desires, uh, and start devouring each other instead of helping each other. Yeah. Good. And so what I'm hearing you, this is helpful. It's pretty simple, but community is helpful as long as it's pursuit of God is primary. Yeah. Like if, if our focus is on we want to be more like Christ and help each other, if that's the focus, then community then has a good purpose mm-hmm. of how it can help one another. Yeah. But if that gets removed, which is kind of what got removed for Israel, yeah. all of a sudden everything— You devour each other. You devour each other. Bickering starts happening. So which, again, it's almost like working backwards with the problem. So like if you were in a church body and you saw bickering, mm-hmm. maybe to pause and ask, where's our focus? Exactly. What, what, who yeah. are we pursuing here? Yeah. Who's, who's Lord here? Yeah, that's right. Who's Lord? Yeah. Now— because we're human, yeah. we know that there are conflicts in churches over things like truth yeah. and uh, things like morality, mm-hmm. which is truth, right? Um, things like the true mission of the church. And so there are disagreements. Right. We, we have to acknowledge that. But very often what's happening is not disagreement over something that really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, very often what's happening is people have just stopped they just failed to remember yeah. that the reason we're in each other's lives in the body of Christ in the first place mm-hmm. is to follow our head, yeah. who is Jesus. Right. And the, 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 the body life mm-hmm. is to contribute to following the head, yeah. who is Christ. Yeah. And we saw, you know, we saw a failure of that Sunday in this reference to the tribes turning on yeah. each other. And we want to ask for the Lord's mercy in a congregation that we won't do that. Yeah. And that will actually be helpful in following Christ. Yeah, which, you know, again, you're right. I think it was good to point out is that sometimes we still have disagreements about important things like truth mm-hmm. and biblical morality. And but I, I even still see it in in this is that Israel was still called to be humble. Mm-hmm. And even in the disagreements, how could humility help? It still mean mean that y'all don't agree, but even how we approach those those tension points, even in a community, right, mm-hmm. is approached with humility. And that mm-hmm. comes with acknowledging God's holiness and being humble mm-hmm. before him. Again, there still may be disagreements in the, the day, yeah. but humility is what we're after. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. A great sermon on Sunday. Great way to think about how we read the Old Testament, how we relate to one another. So uh, thank you for the sermon. And we'll be in Isaiah chapter 11. We will be okay. the Messiah, yeah. the reign of the Messiah. Hey, you gave us a hint beautiful. on Sunday. Yeah, so. it's beautiful. Good. We'll look forward to it. Okay. Okay.